Stacks episode of How's Things, a podcast from the David A. Howe Public Library. On our next regular episode, the Queen of Halloween, Sally Jacoby Murphy, is going to be stopping by for a rare off-season appearance on the podcast. She and I are going to be talking about our favorite books and movies and shows from 2020 and even share some of your comments there. So remember, you can find that episode and a variety of past episodes at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. Over on RadioMeanwhile.com, my old pal Eric Mickles and I recounted our favorite graphic novels of 2020 on the All the Book Show spinoff comic book Coffee Break. Let's listen in, shall we? All right, well, uh, we decided to skip a quarter bin this week since it's the first episode of the new year and talk about some and of our I'm favorite graphics. I don't have enough money to even for the quarter bin this week. Understood. Yeah. I thought we'd just do a top five of our favorite graphic novels uh, that we read in 2020. Not necessarily things that came out in 2020, uh, but things that we read and enjoyed. So uh, give me your first one. What do you got? I tried to keep mine close to 2020. For the DC Black Label, I chose Wonder Woman Dead Earth as the the one because it was recent and it's probably my favorite of the DC Black Label stuff I've read. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah, I, I would think agree. This was 2020, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it just anyway, came out yeah, in December. I, I thought it was cool. I thought mm-hmm. it was uh, fun. I thought it had a, a crazy vision and it went for it. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see more ridiculous stuff like this rather than what Agreed. if what if instead of three jokers there were four jokers <laughs> yeah i i like that they that they took a chance and did something different mm-hmm. uh, i think i think now is definitely the time to do that and why have a black label if you're not gonna there, like take big swings like that just so you can do just so everybody can do their arkham asylum i guess everybody's yeah. chasing that grant morrison Ugh. arkham asylum dream I didn't have high hopes for a Frank Miller Superman story, but I thought Superman Year One was just such a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. A Superman that I did like in 2020, I've already name-dropped in this episode, but Superman Smashes the Clan is right at the top of my list. Gene Lu and Yang. If you haven't read that, go find that, it. because the clan. Really, uh, yeah, because it's really, it's great start to finish. Visually, it's really impressive. The story it tells is good. Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough, so check it out. Uh, this is also on my list. Oh, okay. I really liked Look it. At that. Uh, we need the middle. I, again, my feelings on it is that I would own this if mm-hmm. they put it out in a more traditional, like hardcover format. Like this is okay. the format it's in is definitely like geared towards uh, the younger readers. It's it's yes. more tradey. It matches like other young or juvenile graphic novels. But yeah. the story and the Superman stuff in here is just really good. It has kind of a classic vibe. Um, so yeah, if they put it out in uh a more like if they did like a prestige uh printing of this i i would definitely have that in my collection uh one that i really enjoyed was and this is not from 2020 this is 80s i think green arrow the wonder year uh by mike grell and this actually does different wonder year but this actually does fit with my quarter bin because I actually I had an issue of this mm-hmm. uh, that I got for uh, a quarter from my childhood mm-hmm. but this is just a tight uh, Green Arrow story that's kind of his first year as Green Arrow there's a there's yeah. a political story in the backdrop it is without question my favorite Green Arrow story 
if somebody was going to say, hey, I never read Green Arrow, what should I read? Mm-hmm. I would give them The Wonder Year. Is it just about him in high school hitting puberty? No, you're confusing it with the Fred Savage series, The Wonder Years, and it's different. Um, but I did a deep dive on the Mike Grell run uh, for the All the Book Show, actually. We did a whole Green Arrow spotlight when the Arrow TV show was going off the air. So you can find that at SoundCloud.com slash All the Books or wherever you get your podcast, mm-hmm. because that was a fun episode. But yeah, Green Arrow Wonder Year was uh, the best thing to come out of that uh, reread for me. So I, I highly recommend that. The Oliver Queen Winnie romance is just... It's really yeah. vital. Mm-hmm. It uh, is. It's a vital yep. part of the, his history. It's a seminal, seminal moment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh... <laughs> You're still trying to think of Wonder Year jokes instead of telling me your next one. I know. On your list. Why was I allowed to watch I Wonder Years as a kid? That thing, that show was so sexual. It's sexually charged. I'm like it six is. years old watching that, going like, "Wow." Well, I mean, look at me. I was watching Beverly Hills 90210, so I guess yeah. yours was at least supposed to be a family show. Yeah. All right. Uh, I chose the Animorphs graphic novel, which was also this year. Oh, yes. Uh, and you better yes. believe I was the first person to check this one out out of my library. I, I do believe that, and yeah. at the same time, I feel bad about that because, you know, no. maybe some kids wanted to check it out. But also, no. kids can't come in the library right now. Um, you know, speaking of libraries, I thought of you recently because I went in over the holiday break and was checking in. We were closed, but I went in to check in some of the things that were were piling up. And I checked in a whole stack of Animorph books that were that had been requested on hold that came back. So somebody in Western New York is reading through the Animorph series and we have them all. Thanks to one Eric Mickles. <laughs> uh, when did I read this in October? It came out in October. So there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Who was it? Uh, Chris Gl- Chris Grine is the one who uh, adapted it for the graphic novel and, okay. art and everything. But yes, I felt this was as perfect as an adaptation for uh, the first Animorph books as you can get. And what's nice about the Animorphs is that unlike a lot of comic books, there's not a lot of like retconning you have to do. When, if, yeah. you, if you're to do the invasion, you don't then have to be like, oh, well, with knowledge of what we have here, like the only thing is yeah. stuff that was already planned out. So the hints were already there. Yeah. So that's nice. But yeah, I mean, I've read the invasion in book form so many times, but reading this again, yeah. I was just like jazzed. I'm, I went, I found an Animorph Reddit that I, I nice. just ate up the memes for. Yeah. So this yeah, yeah. this was great. I would I definitely will read more of these having read them all it's smart to do because because when we again you can go look at the all the book show because we did a whole animorph spotlight on this Mm -hmm. um and i read the invasion for that and it's smart to do because it's a much more like dense kind of sci-fi than i was expecting for that uh for that age bracket but it is it is woefully dated because it's just chocked full of modern modern for the 90s pop culture references i'm pretty sure they talk about 90210 they do yeah they do in the series i think they compare themselves to luke perry at times like i think axe even says like i do something like i saw dylan do on the show yeah Yeah. i mean the bands everything is very 90s and this one the graphic novel balanced it. It didn't feel like the 90s, but I wasn't like, well, that wasn't how it worked then. I mean, it, there was just stuff when I looked at it. I'm yeah. like, well, that is how I imagined it. Mm-hmm. I guess I wish I could be a kid again. <laughs> yes. At however yeah, old I was at this. Yeah, everyone knows. I guess I wish that there was something. I don't know. I can never reread the Animorphs and get the same thing from it again. That's true. Uh, you can. I just love them. I just love the Animorphs. Do you remember for like five seconds when you and I were talking about doing an Animorphs podcast and then you looked and somebody had beaten us by like a day? We had waited like, yeah, I had been like, oh, we should do this Animorph books where you've never read them and I've read them. Yeah. And we just make yeah. it like a 25 minute episode. 
Yeah. And then like I waited the weekend. Yeah. And that Monday, like one had Too popped late. up. And then after that, there's it's twenty. You can't they're everywhere. Yeah. So just for the record, I would still do this. <laughs> I just want I just want that on record. The Animorphs uh, reread. I've listened not, I've listened to one or two. They get very serious about it. Some people are a little bit more mm, serious about this stuff yes. than even like the Animorphs, which I love more than anything. Sometimes people get like this thing is like this this was the this was brought down from Mount Sinai by Moses yes. himself. I'm like, well, well I still like making fun of the stuff I love. Like I do yeah. the X-Men podcast and I'm always yeah. mocking the X-Men in it. Cause a lot oh, of yeah. times they do dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So with the Animorphs, I'd probably make fun of it. I wouldn't let All you right. make fun of it. You would say stuff about it. Like, listen, kid. I, no, you think that I'm stupid enough to make that mistake to criticize the Animorphs in your presence. I would never. Right, my smart. third pick here is uh, my one Archie pick for the year. So I, I've really been enjoying all of the modern Archie stuff. But this one stood out to me, and that's Sabrina the Teenage that's Witch by Kelly Archie. Thompson. You cheated. Well, it's, it's the Archie universe. If volume two is not quite out yet. It's a long time what if in I between. Said my favorite volumes. Animorphs book was uh, Goosebumps. Yeah, that wouldn't count. That's what this is. This, uh, But this Kelly Thompson, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, it, it finds just the right line because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like old school Sabrina the Teenage Witch is just goofy to the max, you Uh know, and modern Sabrina, like the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, it's very like Satan heavy, which is not my jam at all. But I found this one. You should read Hellblazer. (laughs) No, thanks. I found the right balance here because it does have like that magical element and there is a layer of spookiness to it, but it is much more like magical spooky than like demonic spooky Mm -hmm. and it still kind of maintains some of the humor from the old style like sabrina story so Mm. this to me was a five-star read and i've I've been anxiously awaiting volume two for gosh i don't even know you know almost a year now uh so i'm looking forward to that Uh, all right what's your next thing well i was gonna say how have we not gotten the sabrina teenage witch slash bewitched crossover ever that's a travesty yeah Yeah. we did get a Bewitched Dream of Genie crossover? Uh, did we? No, no, I don't think so. Why? That's a mistake. Why? Why? That's a mistake. Why? You're right. It's, yeah, it seems like the thing to do. Man, that would have been great. Remember when I yeah. met Barbara Eden? I do, yeah. I've seen the pictures. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was much, much older. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still just like, Hi, my... yeah. 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 Hi, Barbara Eden. Yeah. My voice was cracking. And, I hit puberty a second time. I know you did. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So, anyway. What else? Yeah, what else you got? Okay, so this was... I, don't, I think this started in 2018, but the hardcover came out in 2019, okay. which meant I read it in 2020. Okay. So, uh, I'll, I'll just pick the House of X, Powers of X, X-Men okay. crossover. Yeah, you have to. With sure. Jonathan Hickman. This was much better than I thought it was going to be because I don't like okay. Jonathan Hickman in general. I find his writing to be a lot. I don't know how to describe uh, his writing. I read his uh, Infinity and his Avengers and stuff. I was like, I, I just wanted to die uh, reading that stuff. <laughs> I, I nev- I've never read comics like that before. I was like, you know what? Just kill me. Just kill me so I don't have to either quit reading this or continue reading this because yeah. i'm trapped in this molasses of a story i can't get out i'm sinking <laughs> just end it yeah. um and I, I did get out and i'm i'm stronger for it but the x-men stuff this this series was just so weird and what it was really doing it was just telling a crazy sci-fi story but okay. with the x-men and using the x-men in their history and the powers and characters 
to mm-hmm. to do this stuff. So it's kind of a story about like immortality and starting a new separate nation and you know evolution, but also this this other character having lived multiple lives and trying to save mutant kind. And mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff could just be something that you just put in a crazy sci-fi story, but then yeah. he works around these powers that the characters have to do that immortality and bring in some of this history. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was an entertaining read. I. I was very surprised by how much I liked it. There's a lot of like information in there. Like some pages are just like info fact pages. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just pages that are just graphs of information. Mm-hmm. And I still found those like very entertaining. I don't know. It just, it's, it surprised me because I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't like Jonathan Hickman in general. Yeah, I think the art right. was a big part of it. Anyway, I still haven't read any of the stuff post this because I was waiting for it to kind of catch up in the app a little bit. Yeah. From what I've seen, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy stuff like Sword of X and that kind of stuff, or Ten of it's X of Swords, which or it's Ten of Swords. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy that stuff, and I yeah. don't trust Hickman to nail the landing in a way that I'll be satisfied for. But as just like a yeah. crazy, I don't know. It, it's almost like a reboot. It's almost like a reboot of the X-Men in a way because it changes so much stuff or brings in new relationship elements that it's it's hard to not see this as like a line in the sand of like everything prior mm-hmm. to even yeah. more so than like Grant Morrison did at the time like Grant Morrison was kind of updating mm-hmm. things but st- mm-hmm. but still like was very like a traditional X-Men adventure story at times right but yeah. this one was like I don't I don't know how we come back from this yeah yeah Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the Marvel app, I, this is a series that got me on the Marvel app. I had to finish the Red Hulk run that I started years ago. And the the best one that I read this year in that run was Red Hulk Scorched Earth. This is by Jeff Parker and Gabriel Hardman. This was just a good time. This was just, you know, like I, I kind of read this at the height of the pandemic. I hope it was the height of the pandemic. And it was where everybody just kind of hates the Red Hulk. And so he's going around and like getting into fights with all the Avengers who are like, I hate you. And eventually they just kind of settle into like, all right, here's how we're going to use Red Hulk. You know, Steve Rogers steps in and kind of comes up with a plan. And I just thought it was big, bright, colorful, like epic mayhem. that was just fun from start to finish. So Red Hulk Scorched Earth is my pick for that. Do you have a Red Hulk action figure? I don't know. No, you love him. I know. Is there a pop figure? Someone send me a Red Hulk uh, pop figure. Oh, I Matt. You can just get a regular Hulk and then just paint him. And just spray paint it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, all right. What's your? Are we on your last? What's your last? Yeah. All right. Talk about being surprised by something. I read that Terminator Omnibus. Yeah. That Dark Horse had put out. That yeah. uh, I just found out Volume Two is available on Hoopla. Yeah. Uh, from uh-huh. my other library. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I was shocked. Shocked reading this this year by how good these comics were and i didn't think i could Uh love terminator again (laughs) i or at least i didn't think i could get excited for terminator anymore like i know i'll always love terminator 2 and have different feelings about one and three but i thought like after the Uh last three terminate oh my gosh after the last three terminators so many I just I I just felt yeah. like my love had turned to sand for Terminator. Mm, that happened. I, I just yeah. felt like that character in the Hellboy movie with the blades when they like when because he's full of sand and we find out. Okay. I thought I was like I right. was full of sand when I'll it came to that. But I read this and I was like these are so good. These are like fun and exciting and 
they they all have to kind of step away from the Sarah Connor, John Connor stuff because yeah. they can't mm-hmm. step on Cameron's toes. But they yeah. still find a way to do that. Like they have to go find this other Sarah Connor and like these other Terminators are out or this group is just going into the past okay. and they're kind of locked. And then there's that ridiculous big Terminator versus Terminator fight in this like small town and they just level the town. And <laughs> it's just like insane. And it's, I didn't think like, cause the Terminator movies tend to be these big action packed film. I didn't think they could yeah. match that, but you read some of it. It's like, this is great. It was, it was such a surprise and nice joy to remember why I like Terminator. One of the, uh, one of the advanced copies that I, that I just have that I'm going to be sharing in, in the coming weeks is uh, a Terminator versus Transformers. So I'll let you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All I'll right. let you know how that goes. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm I glad was kind of disappointed your, uh, when I read that uh, that RoboCop Terminator, the yeah. RoboCop versus Terminator. I was a little like disappointed by that. And I think maybe had I read that first, I would have been like, "Well, this was fine. Terminator's yeah, yeah. not great anymore." But then I read this, it was like, "Woo! Terminator's yeah. the top of the world." Are you excited about Terminator: Back to the Future, which is coming out? <laughs> no, no, it's Transformers: Back to the Future. I can't remember which direction it goes, but I'm excited about that too. I, I'm excited to read Volume Two of this Omnibus. But... Okay, well, I'm excited for you. Thank you. My final pick is Batgirl's Summer of Lies by Hope Larson, and this was fun because look, I have a soft spot in my heart for Barbara Gordon's Batgirl, and I feel like is it New Fifty Two that brought her back as Batgirl? It's yeah, been a long time. Yeah, Gail right. Simon's run brought her it back. Was just a long time since I felt like Batgirl really found her groove. Like the Burnside Batgirl, the look was cool. It was still kind of struggling though to find like what is this character about. I feel like this. This is part of the rebirth arc, which has been relatively good for Batgirl. Like Batgirl and the Birds of Prey has been a good time, um, but this one, Batgirl Summer of Lies, is a big Batgirl Nightwing team up, and it has a lot of flashbacks to the old school like Batgirl and Robin days. Mm-hmm. It was like it was written for me. And I loved it start to finish. More of that is what I wanted. So that's my final uh, favorite. My top five of 2020 graphic yeah. novels was Batgirl Summer of Lies by Hope Larson. Well, I don't know if you remember, Nick, but 2020, uh, it was a pretty big pandemic. I do remember. On. And so yeah. like, what happened was... And it tends to just go on and on there. More about X-Men comics in 2020. You get the idea. You can find full episodes at RadioMeanWhile.com. And remember, stick around for next week when I'm joined by Sally Jacoby Murphy, the director of the Fred and Harriet Taylor Memorial Library, and one of my oldest friends. So listen in there. All right, that's going to do it for this special episode. We'll see you next time on How's Things. How's Things.